The North remembers. It could be called that. I took an oath. The North remembers. <laughs> you know nothing. She is my queen. You know nothing, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know nothing, Espirito Santo. <gasps> you know nothing, Baldy. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's the title. <laughs> Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> We're back. Yes, we got the band back together. Stan's back from his staycation. How was it, Stan? It was good, yeah. I watched Hairspray in the in the Palace Theatre, so would definitely recommend. Mm. Was it better or worse without Zac Efron? Uh, oh, it was worse. Link wasn't that good looking. I was expecting him to be better looking, but um, I did like the uh, I did like Tracy Turnblad's mom. Okay. Yeah, and Wilbur. Okay. Two blokes, obviously. Obviously. And yeah, really enjoyed that. That was my favourite part of the show. I'm glad. Your time was to me. Go and go and watch it. Go and Palace Theatres now. Yes, and maybe if Link wasn't that good, maybe a certain Robbie Fallon could be cast for the role. You know what? I thought he'd be perfect, but busy, well, isn't he? Busy, busy guy. On to other things. Busy guy, yes. On to bigger and brighter things. Jim, you're back as well. You've been away as well. Have I? Well, you've been... I have. I've been to I've been to London. You have. Watching um, what the Americans call football. Yep. Very good day out, very good stadium. The Jags. Would, would highly recommend the Jags. Ah, shit, but they won. I know the first W. They might not win again, though. Heavy. <laughs> but you were there for the first dub. I was, and for Tony maybe Carnes. the last. For Tony Khan's Jim, wait for it. Where is it? Cookie showed me an AEW shirt, because Tony Khan is a madman. Is he on full one as well? Yeah. He won it by Wembley as well, didn't he? Yeah, well, he's a busy guy. He's got many fingers and many bars. He's got deep pockets. Yeah. Oh, he has got deep pockets. Well, speaking of a team that's got deep pockets, maybe not their owners, Stan, but, but the club itself. Yeah. <laughs> United. Yeah. It's, it's one of them has only papered over the cracks yet again because, Stan, it felt like in this, it, the formation switch was maybe a week too late because maybe you should have done this for Liverpool and it wouldn't yeah. have been as bad as it was. Yeah, you probably should have, but obviously that, that's hindsight. I mean, I did say before the Liverpool game, we should have switched and... And Neville said it after it as well that you know we should have soaked and not tried to go toe to toe with them because you know as as we saw it didn't go very well. But uh, I wouldn't say it's papering over the cracks. I think United are in a bit of a weird position now because I don't think there's anybody ready to replace Solskjaer and there's definitely no plan in place because I, I, although they say they, they fully backed him, I'm sure they had doubts over whether he could actually do it because even the most ardent you know Solskjaer fan had that. Um, whether he could take us a whole way but there was no plan in place so I don't think they were expecting the wheels to fall off so early in terms of you know the defence being so bad and, and you know ending with that 5-0 defeat to Liverpool last week so I think any decision that would have been made would have been a, a quick split decision and and thankfully the board haven't jumped into anything and, and you know we've got the international break coming up They've given him the three games, which, you know, he's won one of them. Three massive games for Solskjaer, because you'd, you'd think if he, if he does win three or draw, uh, win two, say he beats Spurs, say if he beats Atalanta, we go top and we don't get beat by City, there may be an argument that, you know, we give him a little bit of more time. He might have got through the tough Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs, Atalanta, City period, top of the table in the uh, Champions League group and, you know, three points off City and whatever it'll be, so... With, with quite a favourable December so like I said it's a bit of, of a weird position I think they are giving themselves a few games to, to see whether Solskjaer's up to it whether he can turn it round and you know fix some of his mistakes like you say the formation change was needed and it worked uh, you know I mean, we'll speak about Spurs as well but it did work they didn't have a shot on target and you know we won 3-0 and there wasn't really especially after we went 1-0 up there wasn't really a period where I thought of any sustained pressure from Spurs obviously you're nervous because there's only a goal in it or whatever but 
I think we were pretty comfortable and uh, hopefully Oli can solve it. I'd love nothing more for him to, than, than for him to solve it. But I, I did think he was going to be sacked this time last week. I've listened to the pod and, and you, you know, kind of hinted to that, you know, you didn't think he'd be in charge for Spurs. And if I'm honest, I didn't think he would be. And I didn't think he should have been in terms of, you know, individually that the, the, the time has probably come for him to move on. I mean, I remember in lockdown, I think Jim asked me whether I'd take Pochettino after the Brighton late win and 6-1 to Spurs and stuff and I said no and I think that shocked both of you and I said it's because I think Solskjaer is the right guy for the job I think he's on, on the right track to building a squad but my major doubt is whether he can take us all the way and now that doubt it's the first time I've had major doubts over Solskjaer right now as to whether he can take us the rest of the way I think he's taken us to 90 I don't know whether he can take us to 100 but I'd love for him to win the next two games and you know go on some kind of mad run but um I'm quite realistic in the sense that I think United now will at least be speaking to a few agents of managers, even of those in jobs, and talking about the, the you know the possibility of, of them coming in during this international break. Um, a few names, probably. I'm, I'm, they love Pochettino, so he'll, he'll be right up there, I'm sure. And like Jim mentioned last week, again, not having the best of time at Paris and all they're doing decent in the league, but... He doesn't seem to be enjoying himself too much. I'm not sure he stru- struck the right balance. And, you know, last season they, they didn't win the league, which they wouldn't have liked at all. So there might be a way you can coax him out. Ten Hag probably going to be end of the season. Graham Potter as well. So this, this is the issue for United. If if we get rid of Solskjaer, is it too much? You know, if, if you bring in an interim for seven months, that's a long time to persuade somebody to come in. I know Chelsea had their man Gus Hiddink always waiting in the wings but United don't really have their version of a Gus Hiddink and how many managers are going to come in and just do six seven months and, and you know we get who we want next summer so it's quite if it was March April you could probably get rid and, and you know last till the end of the season but bit tricky like I say hope he turns it round would love for him to you know go top of the group and, and beat City before the international break but um, you got to be realistic this Spurs result doesn't really change much you know we'll speak about Spurs now Spurs really aren't in a good position um, obviously in, in, in a worse position right now managerless so yeah 3-0 we needed to win we did win so I can't take much away from it um, and yeah we've just got to keep keep going now keep keep hoping that the team can turn this around um, but yeah Spurs are trying to turn it around Cook and he spoke about Conte possibly coming to United last week and he said you wouldn't like it what about him going to Spurs which he seems even closer it'd just be funnier if he went there because, <laughs> because at least at United he'll get back to a point they'll give him some money and the squad's obviously a class squad but that Tottenham one's shit Kane don't want to be there and his main thing will be if he gets the Tottenham job he'll be like listen he can't be here because his whole thing is if, if you're not happy with the way I do things see you later kind of, like that's his whole thing Costa did it a China team wanted him uh, his head was turned and he was just like right you're not training with us uh, why I played up front for a month and he just wasn't asked and Costa was our top scorer and we were top of the league and we ended up winning the league so you don't care and it'll be the same at United if Ronaldo for example says I want to play every game and Conte's like well I can't afford you for you to play every game he won't play and it's that simple like what he say goes and I just think Conte to Spurs will be a, a shit fit just like I think Mourinho at Spurs was a shit fit and the same goes for United for both of those managers Jim uh, yeah but uh, I'd say playing devil, devil's advocate advocate to that if I can get my words out is um, that kind of mentality that Conte has and um, he's a very ruthless manager and he doesn't really take shit from doesn't matter what 
caliber of player it is. You mentioned Kane there. He's not even trying at this point. Um, it's quite pathetic, to be fair. It's quite pathetic to see that there's no backlash to it. And a lot of it is because he's England captain and he's, he's all the mate, and he? All the people in the punditry. If that was somebody else, I was a Lukaku, if I was a Pogba, it would be the biggest talking point of this last weekend um, by far. But it seems like nobody's talking about it. Uh, he's not even making sprints. There's playing badly, but he's down tools since not getting his move to City. And I can't see Conte standing for that. And that is only a good thing for Spurs. Because he, they're playing with 10 men at the minute. Um, and he's meant to be their leader. So he's bringing the entire squad down, I think. So that could be... It could, it could be a new manager bounce. But long term, you do see um, Daniel Levy and Conte clashing. And you don't really see... And the thing about Conte is... You can never expect him to come in and be a... Like a 4 or 5 season manager... Because it doesn't happen, which to me, as as a fan, I look at points like I think, yeah, this might be good, but like we're just we're going to be in three years. Yeah, it's a quick fix, just like Mourinho was a a quick fix for them. But Nuno's not even been in the job four months, just short. And where does he go from here? Apparently, there's there's talks that he's very chummy with the Aston Villa owner, which we were linked to just after the bet of the week and our Monday Night Football predictions. Okay, welcome back, listeners. First off, we've got the bet of the week just before our Monday Night predictions, so listen up if you want a winner. So, early kickoff, half 12. It's the Manchester derby. We've gone Man United, Man City, both teams to score in that one. We've gone Chelsea to beat Burnley to nil at Stamford Bridge. Crystal Palace, both teams score result against Wolves. Yes, that's right. We're backing Patrick Vieira's Eagles. And then, finally, in the half five at the Amex Stadium, we've got Brighton to beat Newcastle. So, just to recap, United and City, both teams to score. We've got Chelsea to beat Burnley to nil. Palace, both teams score result against Wolves. And Brighton just to beat Newcastle. And, Lance, what can the listeners do with that? Shove it up the rackers. Yes, and straight in, lads, to our Monday Night Footy predictions. Jim, we're going to start with you tonight because you actually did remind us that two teams were playing tonight. Wolves and Everton at Molyneux Stadium. Wow. <clears throat> Should be some great entertainment for me while I pretend to be care about darts. Um, <laughs> Wolves host Everton. This could go either way, but you know what? I'm going to go for a home W. Everton without... Um, DCL, um, don't know if Charlton's back. Decore is he back? Decore, yeah, he's out for a while. Back. He, he scored last week, didn't he? Yeah, either way, there's a good chance um, Sally Rondon plays and he just looks like a 50 year old. He, he looks like me at five aside on Thursday. Um, <laughs> so he won't score. And yeah, I bet Wolves a good um, result last weekend coming back from 2 0 down. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wolves goal 2 1. 2 1. Jimenez first goal scorer. Wow. Well, there hasn't been a draw in an Everton Wolves game since 2018. Shit. That's not far away, really. Well, it's, not... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's six games ago, so that's a lot well, of games without a draw. Yeah, in football years. In football, in football, <laughs> six games is a lot. Um, like Jim said, four last four games for Wolves, they've had three wins and a draw. Last four, last four for Everton, they've had one win, a draw, and two losses. So, the form is with Wolves. They're at home. No draws in six. It's got to be a Wolves win. Nice 2 0 for him. Clean sheet as well. Really? Yeah, and uh, the first goal scorer is going to be. 
Roman Saiz. Roman Saiz. <laughs> from a set piece. I like how you said that. Saiz. Roman Saiz from a set piece. <laughs> Roman set piece. Yeah, and I'll, I'll finish off. Um, I'm going to defy the logic. I'm going to say there will be a draw <gasps> tonight. Surely One not. all. Not for tonight. three years has been a draw. <laughs> well, yes, many again. moons. For three many years. Moons. <laughs> for ages. For eons. But no, I'm going to go for one apiece, and the first goal scorer is going to be Ruben Neves. <gasps> Ruben Neves. <laughs> right so welcome back just give some great predictions and now we're going to talk about more managers on the cusp of being sacked after um, El Sakiko Saki- is that a thing on Saturday night um, <laughs> Dean Smith's Aston Villa are struggling since losing Jack Grealish it's fair to say yep. they had a good start but now there's four straight losses and the manner of which they lost on Sunday against West Ham, 4-1. A man sent off, Cook. They're spiralling down about Grillo, aren't they? Um, and when is when is Dean Smith's job? Um, got, got some pressure on it, because he doesn't really get spoken about much as a manager who gets sacked next, but it's certainly trending that way. Yeah, he, he looks like he's, well, he's teetering on getting booted out of a job. I mean, Villa have... They they stayed up in the first season. He they overachieved probably with Grealish last season. But like you said, the the hurting they've lost the last four league games on the spin. And like you said, it, it doesn't really get talked talked about enough. But those losses have came against Spurs, Wolves, Arsenal, and West Ham, and it's just it's not looking good for him at the moment. And like we said before, Nuno has obviously lost his job today. Apparently, he's very chummy with one of the board of directors at Aston Villa. I think that'll be a bit of a dud, Jim. But I know for a fact that you think it'll be a dud as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We don't really like Nuno on the pod <laughs> as a collective. He's boring. Uh, yeah, the, the performances are crap. Um, he had a good start at Wolves, didn't he? They many surprises. But I think we figured out more of that. Maybe Mendes was managing that team very well in the transfer market more than um, what Nuno was getting out of the squad. Uh, but yeah, the the villain boards are very rich. We know that. Um, we don't know what they're like with sacking managers yet, but you can imagine that they wouldn't take this sort of these sort of performances, like the uh, the three two against Wolves, Arsenal bad. Um, even losing against Spurs at this point is pretty bad. So then, then I don't I don't think they're gonna hold for long on Smith. I don't think they're gonna show him many much loyalty. The fans would show Dean Smith mm. loyalty, but. The owners seem, for me, when you're um, as rich as they are, they don't tend to be as well. No, no uh, spent a lot in the summer, obviously, like I said, they've lost Grealish. He, he just kind of looks like a manager that's struggling to strike the right balance. Uh, Leon Bailey made his first start against West Ham and he started on the left, but when he got subbed on against Everton and he, he was, you know, I think he got a goal and assist, he came on on the right. They played a back five recently at Arsenal, only with three, was it three down at our time? Uh, he switched to a four against West Ham and he dropped Tyrone Mings and Buendia's played on the right and in number 10 and they've gone with Watkins on his own at the weekend they've gone with Watkins and Ings together it just doesn't look like he can find that right balance but you know like you said he's got a lot of good players and a lot of people would say that they won the transfer window which we know that tends to mean that the team struggles you know whenever you win that transfer window you, you don't tend to perform as well as that transfer window would would say, but no, yeah, you are right. I, I think if, if you know, Cook told us, you know, in in the gap that 
Villa had spent was it three hundred million since they've been promoted and, and you know, if you're an owner of a club you're gonna wanna see something from that and not just sticking around mid table and whatever, you're gonna wanna see moving up towards those European places and, and you know, maybe getting deep in an FA Cup or a Carabao Cup, so we'll see with Smith. I do think he deserves a little bit of more time, you know, with the the job he's done bringing Villa up and and uh, you know solidifying them as a as a decent Premier League team, but he needs to sort it quickly because yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they they pull that trigger yeah. at some point very soon. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all either, Stan. But a team that did pull the trigger roughly about a year ago was Nice on Patrick Vieira, but he guided the Eagles this week to the second <laughs> win of the season, Jim. Unfortunately for you, man, it was obviously at the Etihad, but they were good value with eleven, I thought. But then obviously. City self imploded when Laporte got sent off. Yeah, uh, always good to see a City legend win. If you ask me, Patrick Vieira, happy for him. Happy, happy for him. <laughs> yeah, happy for him. I'll take that. Will he get a Christmas card? Yeah, yeah. yeah, him, yeah. Lam- him Lampard, uh, uh, Stephen Manman. Hey. <laughs> no, um, Palace seems to be maybe a little bit of a bogey team for City, and maybe Pep City as well. Um, as soon as I seen a start on. Friday night, the City fan put up one of the doom and gloom City fans saying that it was 50 games ago, City have got to beat at a Saturday 3pm kickoff, And it was Palace at home. Uh, so once I seen that, I thought, oh God, what's going to happen here? And I remember that game as a Townsend goal, like everyone probably remembers the volley. They also stopped our 18-game win streak when we got 100 points. Um, they should have beat us that day when Edison said penalty late on. But as... Uh, talk about this one on Saturday 2-0 um, Zaha gets an early goal Edison should save it it looks a bit of a calamity at the back there with Diaz uh, diving in Laporte sent off just for half time and looking back at it I thought it was very harsh I thought it was something you'll see quite often maybe given a yellow card because he was about 50 yards from goal anyway and Cancelo was running back but either way I've, I've heard that he played really bad I've heard Cancelo had an off game which is not like him this season and City's chances were just falling to the wrong men. Um, and the, the, these kind of performances are going to happen for City because they have no striker. And when teams sit deep, which they will do, um, coming away at the Etihad, they're going to sit deep. Why wouldn't they? That's twice now already that um, City have failed to score. And it's happening more and more this season than it has done in any other season under Pep. And I think that would be the one stumbling block City will have to get over if they want to uh, retain the title. Yeah, 100%. And Stan, credit where credit's due. Vieira took a bit of a gamble. He took Benteke out of the team for the trip to City, and he's been the informed man for them of late anyway. And he opted for Ayu, Edouard, and Zaha um, in this game. And obviously, Zaha's pace on the counter, 1v1. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best in the league. And it just showed in that game that he has bridged a gap to a point because he said that he used to have to carry the ball 70 yards and then by the time he got near the other net he was knackered but it just shows under Vieira now he's conserving his energy a bit more and he looks a better player for it yeah he was he was a nuisance on the pitch and uh, off it as well if you saw the scenes at half time where uh, City players weren't pleased with him obviously with the Laporte stuff and I think they, they were winding each other up and you know Zaha can be goaded into doing something stupid we've seen him do that before but um yeah, he's a great player. Zaha, there's a reason why every summer people say that he needs to make that step up and, uh, you know, he's never done it. He's quite comfortable at Palace and he's loved there and, uh, yeah, re- really good performance from him. And uh, But apparently the best player on the pitch from what I've read is uh, was, was Conor Gallagher who got uh, a goal and an assist. 
great finish for the second goal and, and nicked it round. I think was it Diaz and laid it over to Zaha for, for the for the goal that opened the scoring and having a really really good season. Uh, obviously Chelsea loanee Cook. I don't know if you want to say anything about him, but really impressed me to be towards the tail end of last season with West Brom and. Um, Again, really impressed me so far this season with Palace, but um, fair play, fair, fair play to Palace for getting that win. The City's bogey team, it must be their cup final or something like that to play them. Um, and yeah, I don't think it was a red card. Uh, we saw about three hours before that Johnny Evans pulled Aubameyang down in almost the same position on the pitch and get a yellow. But when VAR were asked, I don't know if you've seen this, Jim, they were basically asked, told, they basically said, because it's such a subjective decision, whether it was the last man, whether he was stopping a goal, it wasn't a clear enough, clear and obvious enough error because some people would give a red and some people would give a yellow. So if you give a red, it's not an obvious error because some people would agree with him, which is a really the witchy... Grey area really, that yeah, refs love yeah. to live in. Well, the grey area of clear <laughs> and obvious, which is what I've said for ages, just get the right decision, agree as a whole. Get three or four refs on the... VAR and get a you know a decision to majority wins or whatever, but because oh, then they have to cover, they have to, then they have yeah, to make the right decision. Yeah, then they can't go for grey. They can't cover the bat with a clear and obvious stuff. Which, and then that ball they can go on Sky Sports and tell you why they didn't wasn't given. Or, like, or well, he's just described like a million rules that I've never heard of. But yeah, like, or, or Peter Walton can just agree with whatever was given anyway. <laughs> uh, but no cut. I'll let you speak a little bit about Conor Gallagher. I know. Um, I said to you a few when when you got Saul that I thought you you know you didn't need Saul you should have kept Conor Gallagher at the club and had him as your fourth choice but maybe you wouldn't be developing as good if he if he was at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean Palace is a a little bit of a breeding ground for for Chelsea players anyway. Mark Gurr, he's gone there, one of our best academy players, and he, we've got a buyback on him. But he went for about twenty eight million quid to Palace. Just yeah. never played a game for Chelsea. Our first team. And Mitchy Batshuayi has been out on loan there. Conor Gallagher's there currently, and he's Van Aanholt ended up. Yeah, there. PBA. Yeah, he ended up there. Gary Cahill. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It's just it's they're a nice little team, Palace. But the but the thing is, Gallagher's developing well there, and Saul, in my opinion, is just a stopgap for Declan Rice at Chelsea. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just who can we get in? We don't have to buy anyone. He's on loan with the option to buy for thirty million. We're never going to take that up on him. Yeah, and we're just going to go all out for Rice in the summer or January, and that's why Gilmore and Gallagher are out there because they're going to get game times. They're going to play every single game for the t- play. Well, the teams they're at, Norwich and Palace respectively. But like you said, he wouldn't have developed as good because of how deep our squad is. Like players like Loftus Cheek have only just got back in, and he'll have to contend with those players again. But I know me and Jim were speaking about it ages ago at Chelsea. If you're one of those loan players, if you get injured or you miss a cycle. You fucked. It's really hard to get back in, and it's just showed. Like Loftus Cheek has just got back in. Doy as well. Yeah, he like, and he and he plays right wing back more often than not, and that's obviously not his natural position. But the last thing I'll say about Conor Gallagher is, if Chelsea do sell Conor Gallagher, and whoever buys him will have to pay a pretty penny for him. Put it that way. I hope you've got your coats on, lads, because it's just got a little bit chilly in here because we've got a new segment on the pod called Cold Ballers. So the idea of the segment Cold Ballers is that me, Stan or Jim, every now and then, not a weekly thing, will come in and bring to the attention of our listeners a player who's killing it in a league that might be might not be a top five European league, for example, like the MLS or the Mexican League or the Austrian League. And the Austrian League is where we start this week with a player who currently plays for the US men's national team called Brennan Aronson. 
Okay, he started off at the Philadelphia Union. He was there for three years. He's the highest ever fee paid for an American homegrown player to leave MLS. The lad's only 21 years old. He scored two goals in the Champions League. Salzburg are doing really well in their group at the moment. And the sky's the limit. So the idea of the segment called Ball is we're going to bring a little bit of a clip for Brendan Aronson. And we're going to show it to Stan and Jim just now. We're going to tweet and put on Instagram the link for the video so that you guys can check him out for yourself and you're not just listening to us react to this video. There is some very funny American commentary as well, so apologies in advance to our American listeners. I believe the striker is Adam Aidy. A lot of people are after him as well. Yeah, Newcastle. I like this Austrian commentary. Finish that. Yeah, Sam, what? He's like you on the overlap then, Jim. Katana. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> Give him go. Well, that's who Newcastle want. Yeah. Don't yeah. like 20, innit? They can have him, I want Brandon Aronson. Again on the front foot, he's got Aronson in support. Ricardo Pepe with the square ball. Ricardo Pepe. <laughs> Aronson on the deck. <laughs> Classic American commentary. Yeah, and that's the end of it. Yes, ticks. X ticks, sorry, Anthony Robinson getting the assist there. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that concludes this week's newest segment, Cold Balling. A million in chocolate chips, and that's just how my cookie crumbles. Right, welcome back, Cookie Monsters. Um, a result on the weekend that you might have seen, Jeff Stelling, who is retiring RIP. Um, He's not dead. Well, maybe football will be. Well, Cook, when, I, when you look at retirement, there's a conspiracy going around that maybe six months to live, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> a result you might have just bypassed this weekend is Burnley's first home win of the season nine years to the day Sean Dyche took over that great great Northern club they won 3-1 at home to Brentford who have been really good this season so it's nothing to be sniffed at I know they're newly promoted um, Chris would open the store scoring and the new signing the new record signing Maxwell Corne or Cornetto he, he scored again and he looks like a really, really good sign and a shrewd piece of business because although he brought him in as a, a guy who's played a lot of left back, he looks like he's he's doing a lot of attacking. Uh, well, he played right wing for Leon in Liga, so well, he's, it's not alien to him. He's, he's got he's, left wing back as well sometimes. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. got he's got a talent and he's he's getting amongst the goals. Um, recently he's scoring and could one for your FPL teams. We've said this, uh, and Burnley win three one and they desperately needed that because you started to worry about him. Um, but yeah, Dyche gets his win there. Cook, what do you think for that one? No, it's huge for Burnley, and like you said before, it's the first win in the season. But more significantly, it's the first win at home since January. And to think about that, they've nearly not won for a whole year at home. And for a team, we all know they live on a shoestring budget, but they've they've they just 
a signing like Corne is only positive for them. And they're, they're, they are still in the bottom three, but they are only three points off Leeds, who are in a bit of a shit time themselves. And Watford are level on points with Leeds, as well as Aston Villa. So it's still all to play for for Burnley, but the signing of Corne looks class for him at the moment. I was just wanting, sorry for that interruption. I just wanted to see the uh, the Watford score. Um, no, no. I was I was just looking at the league table there. I know this is not what we're talking about, but a bad weekend for Newcastle with <laughs> everyone winning around them, other than Watford, who won last week anyway. Um. So yeah, I think the the relegation battle will be really interesting, and I honestly couldn't tell. Other than Norwich, um, I couldn't tell you who I would think would go down. Looks but like a big boy, might. It looks like he could, yeah, especially this win for Burnley because Dyche has done this many a year. Um, he's a, he's a big boy. Well, a big boy, for example, like like Newcastle, yeah, I would definitely say Newcastle, especially because of the they're the richest team of all time, technically. Yeah. And let's be honest, if they're still in the bottom three in January, who's going to take a punt on them? Yeah, no. Yeah, that'd be funny. It would be funny that one. <laughs> Do I gale up front for well, them? Well, still it makes a ten-year plan. It, it turns it into like a, a twelve-year plan. Yeah, really yeah, no, that, that's time wasted. You just don't yeah. come back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd I'd bat Burnley to get out of that. I think Watford and that will slide down. So Leeds seem to be having a bit of a hangover. They seem to be doing a bit of a Sheffield United, don't they? I don't know whether the teams have figured them out or whether it's just gone a little bit stale or. Yeah. or whatever but they're struggling and all the missing Bamford and Rafinha's been out as well they've suffered with injuries they had Shackleton at right back at the weekend who's a midfielder they had Dallas at left back and, and whatever so a little bit makeshift but yeah I'd, um, I'd love it if Newcastle went down I'd love it yeah I think I think we all would and it could be that all the promoted teams go right back down because I saw that definitely in my FPL draft that uh, Raya the Brentford keeper who started really well this year is actually out till March so he's out for a good five yeah. months so I think Brentford be, will have enough. Well, we'll I see. I think in Burmo and Tony and stuff, they've, they've, they've got enough to keep them up. It's about firepower, isn't it, when you're down there? You need your forwards to make the difference. Hey, and I think, tell that to Team Pakistan. Well, exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> Three goals in ten games. So, um, like I say, Leeds need Bamford back and um, Newcastle need Wilson to stay fit. That's what it is down there. You, you need you need your forwards. That, that's mm. what they miss the most. And I think, like I say, I don't think Brentford will be down there. Watford and Norwich maybe, but... Yeah, if I could pick two to join Norwich, it would be Newcastle and Leeds. That would be lovely. Yeah, I think on Dyche too, um, I think every season he gets more and more impressive what he's doing with Burnley and what he's done because your first season you come in you think, well, if he can keep these up, then fucking have fair play. And then that team hasn't changed that much. So every year it continues. You're like, it's the year for Burnley now, and then they finish like thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. And this th- season, yeah, this yeah. this season again, you think. Then they might get seventeenth yeah, or the whatever. Year, it must be the year for Burnley a bit again because yeah. everyone around him is investing. Aston Villa are like close to him. Newcastle are close, and they've got mega money. Burnley, a max a record well, signing was fifteen million yeah, pound. So the the credit has got to go for Dyche because he still gets his players up for every season, despite not that many changes not refreshing and there's not a lot of managers who can do that same no. system as well they've, they've been 4 for as long as I've I've known them in the Prem anyway but well, that, that, that yeah. can benefit aside you all you all know each other you know Philosophy. your roles the managers there you're used to each other you know that if the going gets tough you can back each other because like Jim said they've shown it there's how many times in the last 3 or 4 or 5 seasons have we gone might be Burnley this season and they end up finishing 15th so they trust each other and I think, you know, I trust them again to finish 14th, 15th again. I think they'll be fine. Oh, 
Okay, listeners, welcome back. Back by popular demand is the Players Clubs game. And I've got a t- well, I've got a couple of uh, players this week that, believe it or not, one's 40 and still plays, and one's 34 and doesn't. So, wow. yeah, it's a bit of a weird one this week. But I'm going to start with uh, the oldest, or should I say the most experienced. Yeah, that's yeah. the nicest way to put it, I think. Yeah, the one with the most peri-peri soul. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, it's a player we all know, and I think we all remember him from his, his time in England, really. It's a player called Gibral Cissé. Oh, okay. Yes. So, I will start the 30-second timer right this second. Three, two, one, go. I won't do that music. Although that is a 30-second timer with music. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the new 30-second the new timer music is this. Gibral Cissé says the player. This is a bit more PG. Yeah. This is a bit more pre-watershed. Gibral C says the player, France International from back in the day. Many shit haircuts. Yeah. I like this. Definitely more PG. <laughs> but I feel like Gibral C says. I've got mine. You've got it? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like guessing something. Three. Two, one. And there we go for <laughs> the first player of the Players Clubs game. Lads, how many have you got? Jim? Uh, let's go with six. Six? Wow, I've only got three that I Great definitely that. know. So. I, d- I only know three, definitely. Okay, we'll oh, go with six. So maybe I've gone too high there. Should go with no, I respect that. Okay. Um, so, Liverpool. Yep. Bolton. Bolton? No. Oh, I'm thinking about Lazjuf. Oh, that is heavy. Stan's genuinely going to pivot here with three. Wait. Let's Go on. Let's Pretend it's Lazjuf. Do you think Blackburn as well? Yeah. Blackburn, get Lazjuf up. Galatasaray. You can get I half. think so. Yeah. Benabachi. I don't know about that. And um, Nantes was going to be my guess. What? No, he doesn't play for <laughs> Prison FC. He doesn't play for Prison Rangers at all. I'm going to get LSG. Liverpool, Marseille, QPR. Yeah. For Gibral. Yeah. <laughs> Very Who else did he play for? So, Come on, just, just to recap his career from start to finish. He started at Auxerre, then went to Liverpool, then went to Marseille, then went to lovely sunny Sunderland, oh, Panathinaikos, Lazio. Lazio, Jim, you should have known that. Queen's Park Rangers. I was thinking LSG. Cuban Krasnodar, Bastia in France, uh, Saint Pierre is a who play in the Swiss League, and he currently plays for the National Premier Soccer League team, Panathinaikos, Chicago, which he co-funded. Well, when you said six, I thought, fucking hell, I forgot loads of teams, but it makes sense that you weren't thinking about Gibral. So yeah. I took it with three. I didn't get six with LSG anyway. So to be fair, who, who did you get right with LSG? Uh, Liverpool, Bolton and Blackburn. Oh, so he didn't play in Turkey? No. He did play for Rangers, though. I, I feel like that. you were thinking of Anelka when you said Yeah, and Fenerbahce. he was at Leeds as well. I feel like when I play this game, I just guess Fenerbahce. <laughs> so a lot of players have gone there, Randy. Yeah. It's a big club. That and Istanbul. It's a good guess. It's a big it's club. All right, I'll perform better in the next one. You definitely will. But we are sticking with France. And well, player... you perform pretty well. Yeah. Just not. Yeah, just the for the wrong player. player. Yeah. But at least you know a little bit about LSG. You live yeah. and you learn. You actually do. Every day's a school day. But <laughs> this player... Well, did he have his Twitter at 
one of his Twitter did get hacked, Sami oh, Nazri. So yeah, he, he's the player that we've got and the Players Club's game this week for okay. number two, Sami Nazri. You've got to have a little think, have a proper think when he went off the rails. Three, two, one. I don't know. I'm gonna mix it up. No, no, actually, I want this. Actually, no, this one. Start it now. Just do it for the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking that same thing. Please don't. We're only doing it to pass the time for our audio listeners. But ten, nine, eight. Oh wait, Sammy Seven, um six. Got a feeling I will five get and a half. Teams last time. <laughs> five. Four and a half. Four. Three, two, one. Beep. Stand you you say you are number first. Three. Three. Okay. Alright, okay, I can guess four. Oh. No, you can, you can. Yeah, if you, you got, think about it, think. Exactly. If I said two there, what's the point of this game? Exactly. You've got to roll the dice. <laughs> Facts. No. Facts. That's a fact. <laughs> right. So, Gunners. Uh-huh. Set. Uh-huh. Now we're struggling. Nah. <laughs> Where did he go from? From City? That's what I was trying no to think. No idea. <laughs> a team that you, 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 you've got a bit... Not an, Went on Twitter. You don't have that. an affiliation with him, but a few players... Nah, that, you've you've sent a few players there. That's where he went after City. We've sent a few oh, players there. HMB Risley. He probably will end up there. Yeah, I feel like I do know it. it in Italy. I think he went Italy. So what? Did he go Italy? Alright. No. Right. Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> Istanbul. What? Istanbul. Wait, wait, wait. No, we can get this thing. That's like a shit. Do you, oh, do you not know who City sold okay. it to? It's not. No, wait, no. wait, wait. Hirona. No. What country are they in? <laughs> it's in Spain. Think it's about it. City. Yeah, you Spain. You've got links. You sent people off. You have. I'm fucking not. Jovicic has been there. Navas has been there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where he went. Sevilla. See, that didn't happen, did it? Really? That never happened. <laughs> exactly. Like when you said Saul Sanders, you answered before. That didn't happen. Either, didn't no, because you've seen him play yet. No. Yeah, I've seen him play. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Did you play Fenerbahce? No. Wait, wait, wait. He has played in Turkey, though. So you said four, but you knew two. Yeah. (laughs) Right, Stan. You said Marseille. Yeah, Marseille. You said three. Yeah, Marseille's four. Yeah, so you said City, Arsenal, Marseille. Yeah, all right. You could have had Marseille, Arsenal, Man City, went on loan to Sevilla, then went to Antalya Spore in Turkey. (gasps) Fucking knew he would have gone there. Then returned to the Premier League with West Ham. He did. But he, did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. On your footy manager. He was fat as out. <laughs> yes. He was fat as out. Yeah, he played five games, didn't score. But he got an assist, I do remember it. Oh. oh. Sorry. Is that Nazareth? Yes, I mean. How could you think I'm I not, played for West Ham? Yeah, yeah, I'm not fat. You bunch of bastards. You bastard. <gasps> Shit. Have you ever seen him in the, the same room? Who the fuck was that? Who the fuck Either was that? that? Fuck off! And then he finished his <laughs> career for Vincent Companies and Elector. I feel like I should have knew that. You yeah, should, you definitely should have knew that. Oh, yeah. So who won that stand? Yeah, yeah. Okay. stand won two nil, and that three. and that would t- tell you a lot about me as a city fan. I mean, once you leave, I really couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Just to finish off on the football chat before we conclude with our newest game on the Cookie Pod. Um, 
Brighton went to Anfield and got a big point this week. Obviously, it could be a big, uh, well, could be huge in the title race, to be honest with you. Liverpool were 2 0 up and Brighton fought back and they ended up drawing two apiece. And as a result, Graham Potter's side this time and now they've took the winning, uh, sorry, their uh, unbeaten run against Liverpool to three games now on the spin. They've not lost against Liverpool. And uh, Basuma's back after missing, I think he's missed three games. So. It looks like Brighton, with the lad that got the goal, um, Wepu, uh, he was actually bought in as Bissouma's replacement. He was, yeah, at the um, time. But they played together this weekend. He's not. They've had a bit of a wobble without him, but as long as they can keep him out of the cells, um, they'll be all right by the sounds <laughs> oh, of it. Yeah, Prison Bra- FC are putting in a bid. Yeah, Prison <laughs> FC with uh, Lucas Hernandez and uh, so on, so on. Yeah, so they got a better team than Newcastle. Allegedly. We don't condone any, anyone that plays no for comment. Prison FC. Yeah. But they're no, better but- side than Newcastle. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 They're both playing black and white. <laughs> no, but Brighton, yeah, fair play. I mean, Liverpool started the game really quickly. Although I think Solly March had a great chance early on, and um, Liverpool went two 0 up and a couple of disallowed. But Brighton fought back, and apparently second half were much the better side. Quite like when they played City the other week as well. Uh, managed to get uh, a point from this game, and um, Potter didn't play a striker, did he? So uh, it wouldn't surprise me with the t- type of manager and guy that he is. Whether he watched our City dominated Liverpool at Anfield they, they played a false nine so so Potter did the same he's very on the ball with all that stuff and uh, a very good manager very interested in watching uh, watching his development and see where he ends up in the next three four five years because yeah. I think he could be on for big things I'm sure the FA will be eyeing him up and, and maybe a few of the top six if some of their managers are moving on eventually so yeah well uh, Stan one of his former teams Ostersons were actually relegated yesterday there in the go. Swedish uh, sorry go. in the uh, Allsvenskan division yeah. so well, Swansea uh, are doing alright though aren't they so. yeah they are doing alright so he's not cursed there we go Graham yeah. Potter's not cursed right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ostersons were crippled by fan financial difficulty because oh, of Covid so that's why because of Graham Potter out. yeah because of Graham Potter he put a, a Cruciatus curse on them. <gasps> <laughs> Crucio! <laughs> Potter. So he is. <laughs> Scared Potter! <laughs> I was glad to him with a beard. Right, Cookie Monsters, welcome back to another game. Um, final game of the day, more games. It's like leaving school, isn't it, Stan? Yeah. You remember that? Many years ago. Yeah. You're getting on, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We, we are. Good, good we decade are. since then. Um, I don't know if anyone listening is familiar with the website Transfer Market. Great for stats. Um, that's the rain there, if you can hear that. We yeah. live in the sunny northwest. <clears throat> so, Cook, um, I start looking, please, sir. We're playing a game called What's My Value? Uh, it's kind of like Bruce Forsyth's Higher or Lower. Remember that one? Back in yeah. the day. So Bruce Forsyth! Um, R.I.P. Um, so I'm going to just run this game and I'm going to host this one for you. And We're going we're gonna to run around the podcast and see you can... Not literally. No, I'm not going to run. Not gonna t- like ass. I said, we're too old. Um, so I can't really explain it to you. We're just going to play the game and you will learn basically is whose value is higher. <laughs> so Cook, your player to start is... Manuel Akanji market value is 30 million euros and the first higher or lower is does Serge Milinkovic Savic have a higher or lower market value higher higher ding 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 70 million that's higher wow. that's high yeah he's nice a nice he's start. a sought after guy Ooh. Jack Grealish higher or lower than 70 million euros higher higher wow, again he it's says big, it's big it's big 
He's right, 100 million. And that's exactly what he wants. That's his value. Interesting. I feel this could be easy. Politano. Lower. Lower. I'll keep count of what Cook's on, so you're on. A, it's 30. You're on. Don't worry, it's 30. Oh, he's got a score. For the listeners, he's on. Okay, yeah, he's on three. Cook's on three. Matteo Politano versus the aforementioned Harry Kane. Straight and higher. Kane is on 120 million. 20 more than Jack the Lad. Don't know about that. Kane cannot be fucked. Wow, um, Cook's got a nice run Harry in, Kane versus Artur. Um He was part of a money, mo- money laundering deal with Barcelona. I'm going to go Allegedly. with lower. I'm going to go with lower. Lower, of course. 35 million euros. Let's get an interesting Let's one Let's get a tight one here, please. Oh, Alfonso, That's a nice one. Alfonso Davis. Higher. Higher, higher than, than 35. 70. Okay, it's not that interesting. Okay. It will be. Uh, that's Double. <laughs> uh, oh, this, this might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Alfonso Davis lower. versus Florian Verts. He's got a lower, lower than 70. And oh, oh 65. Cookies on some run here, guys. Slowing Burks versus Kagla Soyuncu. Lower or higher than 65. I'm going to go lower because he's half shit. He's gone lower again because he's half shit and he is half 45. shit. 45 million. That's generous. Must Premier League money. Must be the hair. Prem and must Ooh, have a long guys, How much could, is the wig we worth? Could be in, we could be in for oh. an interesting one. Soyuncu versus Tony Cruz. Is Tony Cruz higher? You know what? I'm going to roll the dice and say lower. I would as well because I don't think he's got long in his contracts. Yeah, well, you're, well you're not playing Stan, so well, uh, I'm just giving Cook some advice there. Oh, St- Stan could be good at this game. So I didn't guys. fucking need you, Stan. I was already, I lose I were already there. <laughs> Cook's approaching double figures, by the way. He is on nine, but to- here's a tight one. Tony higher, Cruz, is higher. Versus- yeah, I had a stinker last year, but I'm going to go higher. We've not said his name yet. Oh, sorry, sorry, podcast, sorry. Look at Cook. He's, he's buzzing on this. I'm doing well. Some people play checkers, and I'm playing chess. <laughs> um, oh, um, fuck. Leroy Sane is going higher, so let's plug that right in. And then, of course, double million. the value. Yeah, stinker last year, but. 60 million Sane. Is he higher or lower than his teammate, Serge Nabry? Nabry's higher because he's better. Nabry's higher because he's to better. To go to 11. To go to 11, a ball. Oh! 70. I wouldn't have gone for that either. I wouldn't. He knows his stuff. <laughs> I know my Bundesliga. When we covered, that's the way the Bundesliga crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Serge Nabry versus Frank Kessie. Lower. Lower for Kessie. Lower you're than good, 17. But you're a CDM, bro. Six, six months on his contract. 55 million. You're a CDM, son. Um, Harvey Barnes, lower. Higher Ooh, than 55. Lower. lower. Lower for Harvey. Sh- Is that a poor start to the season? Will that reflect? It will. I oh, was so good at this. I, 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 <laughs> I lost the first yeah, one. By the way, listeners, this won't last that long on me and Stan playing. Um, <laughs> Harvey Barnes versus Salni Guess. Already mentioned as well. Oh, yeah, he is. Lower. Attracting some attention. Lower than 45. Lower than 35. You've got to take his first answer. Oh! It's 40. It's That's bollocks. Because they've offered you 30, is that what you're saying? No, he's just not really played and isn't that good. Cook. Your <laughs> score. <laughs> Cook. Your score is um, 13. And they give you a value of 1 million. They give me a milli? Yeah, you get a mil for that. Yeah, Christ. I had about 10 zeros and then you get a third of the way I'm going to put it on a hard for Stan because it's going to be funny. I didn't realise you could do that before that. Oh, so that was easy? That was easy. Okay, put it on hard for me. Oh, look at you absolutely emasculating me now on the (laughs) No, yours was on very hard. Put it on hard for me. Make it easier for me. Cook, you can host this one if you start the game. For Stan. For Stan. That'd be better as well because... Okay. Sick of my voice. No, I'm not. Go on, don't, right. don't show me, because I might shout out. Alright. Just read it out. Alright, kid, though. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay, so... I've obviously set the bar at 13, was it? Yeah. I'm looking for some, but definitely Stan. Because the first <laughs> one... Fighting talk. Because the first one is a player from the Bundesliga, Marcus Turan. Okay. 
and his value is 28 million euros. Yeah. Is Raheem Sterling valued higher or lower higher. than Marcus Duran? Higher. 90 million. I feel yeah, yeah that was yeah, yeah. We we'd agree with that. Just understand that. Yeah, it's Raheem. Okay, Raheem valued at 90 million euros or Jules Koundé less lower. Oh, you can do even on this one. That's going to be some oh, ballsy play. Wow. <laughs> 60 mil. So, if someone play. gets an even, fair yeah. fucks. You win yeah. straight away. <laughs> yeah, I rate that. Jules Koundé and Kalidou Koulibaly. Higher or What's lower than 60. Lower. I feel like Koulibaly was on it before, so you got to get some good memory here. 48. 48. Oh, I had 35 now for some reason. Yes. Okay, Koulibaly or Lucas Paqueta, 48 million euros. Lucas Paqueta. Oh, we liked him. Leon. I like him. I was thinking of Lucas Piazza when he said that. Oh, don't. Um, uh, that's a tough one. That you know, less lower. Yes. Thirty-five okay. million oh, stands good, on four at the call. moment. Okay. Lucas Paqueta. This is quite easy. Versus Jaden Sancho. Jaden's higher. Ninety million. Yeah, that was okay. pretty easy. A pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, Sancho. Or Kevin De Bruyne, ninety million. He is KDB. He is aging. KDB is higher, but he's also gorgeous. Hundred million oh, De Bruyne, Sancho, ninety. Big call from Stan. Yeah, huge. Yeah. He's a City fan, Stan. Really. Yeah, I am. This is <laughs> if you spotted United, you would have said Sancho then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yellow and green, Newton Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Musa Diaby of Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, lower. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't. 42 million. 42 million. So stands okay. on seven. Seven. Okay, Musa Diaby. Duvan Sabata. This could be interesting. Of Atalanta. Oh, Atalanta. He's a goal scorer. Higher or lower than 42 This mil. could be interesting. Uh, lower. <sighs> yeah! Duvan Sabata. Oh, a big call. Ooh, Duvan Sabata versus... Dominic Calvert-Lewin, 33 million. DCL's more. Premier League. 45 million yeah, DCL. Premier League. Stands on nine. Calvert-Lewin, Patrick Schick. Lower. Lower, he says. 28 20. million. Had a great bargain, Euros, bargain. but just not that much for bargain, DCL. I say. West Ham bound. Could be. Chechen owner. New Chechen. New one. Yeah. They've already got Suchek, Kral and Kufal. Stan, you're currently on 10. Czech so what am I on now? Czech. 28 mil. Yeah, twenty-eight million. I feel like even though we're putting this in harder, it's the exact same. Uh, yeah, I think I think you just get even as well. <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah. One more option. Fuck. Thank you, Tyro. Never even. Thank you, When you get that extra colour, one more. Never got up to that colour. Your shit. <laughs> 28, twenty-eight million. Patrick Shake or Ismail Benasser of AC Milan. Higher. Yeah, thirty-eight million. Stands okay, at eleven. Thirty-eight, eleven. Eleven-able. No comment. Uh, Ishmael <laughs> Benasser versus Moise Keane, 38 million. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's quite tight, that, you know. You only, you only two off cooks, too, so you don't want to lose Oh, it even. Even. Exa- exactly the same. Oh! oh! 35 million. <laughs> Stan's transfer value amalgamates to 750k. <gasps> URA, average championship player. Oh, You'll take that. I'll take that. I had to go even at some point. Yeah, would you say average championship player, 750 grand? Maybe a low, low, low maybe end. League One, decent League One player, I'd say seven hundred fifty grand. Nice, Jim's up. Play again. So I got thirteen, Stan got okay. 11. 11. 11. 11. I like eleven. Ah, oh, twelve. So Jim, 
We'll start off with Edmond taps over at Bayer Leverkusen. Have we heard of him. Forty million. Nope. Bayer Leverkusen making up players. Forty million. Higher, even or lower than Manchester United's Anthony Martial. Oh, I could be out first round. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you've been done so dirty Uh, on round one. Forty mil. I'd actually, I'd actually give you a life here if it was up to me. If I made the rules. Even. Oh. oh, I actually rate that. If it's even, he's oh. 35. Now we go again. That was yeah, fine. yeah, that's <laughs> no, that was bull. That was bullshit. Fuck off, fuck off listeners. Yeah, play yeah. again. Like that's getting put in. Oh, this is another horrible one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> no matter. Forty million for Arsenal's Martin Odegaard. Yeah. Higher, even or lower for RB Leipzig's Andre Silva. Nah, he's lower. Lower. I'd have said lower. The same, 40 million. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Take us home, Jim. Jim, your score's zero and your value's zero. Yeah, well. She's a free agent. Joe Matip was a free agent. Jim's on the Bosman. (laughs) We know Messi was a free agent this summer, guys. So. And so Joe And Donovan. Right, listeners, it is time for the shittest part of the podcast, the time where we do have to love you and leave you. But we can tell you now where you can find us when we're not around. So you can get us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle at cookiepodcast1. That's at cookiepodcast, followed by the number one. Thanks for that, Stan. <laughs> what was that? Did you else? Yeah, you can find us on our YouTube channel in clip form if you don't have time to listen to the whole pod. We appreciate every five-star review. And yeah, pass on the pod if you like the shit that we do. So it's been episode 120 of That's The Way The Cookie Crumbles. And see it.